Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Make Your Own Destiny podcast. The podcast that empowers you to shape your future. Today we're back with another banger. All you guys just used to us just dropping bangers now, it's just getting used, it's just getting normal. But today we're doing something different. I know you guys are just used to seeing men on our podcast. Now today we've decided to take an alternative route and invite a woman who none other than, if you're a Connectors Club, you know who she is. When people were asked to start speaking, even men were scared to speak. But she was the first person to stand up and start speaking. Now, she has confidence. She has the ability to talk. She's very smart. Now, we decided to invite her over to our podcast so we can hear more about her. And for the people that are not at Connectors Club, they can know who she is. Because a lot of people connected with her are personally connected with her. And I know other people that did. And she's got a lot to share. But before I give her the ball, let me pass it on to Musa for him to speak a few words before we give her the court. I'm very excited to have a woman today in our episode and actually she is very good looking, very beautiful woman and she is smart as well. So yeah, we have women right now. So as always, like, subscribe and leave a comment. What do you think about this episode and stay all the way to the end so that you won't miss any kind of value that's going to be dropped today. So yeah. Noreen, you're welcome. My name is Noreen. I'm a health and youth advocate and I do a lot of other things. So if you'd like to know more, uh, you can follow my Instagram page, Nuri underscore underscore is to know about the other things that I do. But today, because we're focused on talking about youth and health advocacy, that is the thing that I would like to share with you guys today. So you said youth and health advocacy so most of our viewers might not understand what you just said so what does that mean okay um basically i i deal with youth supporting them um with empowering them i inspiring them in things that they should be doing or i would say things that i do that i feel like would motivate these youth to also do like entrepreneurship basically learning how to uh, get out of your comfort zone from always looking into being employed and looking out for more opportunities to employ yourself. And in terms of health, this is more about a passion that I have. Um, I did a medical degree, which I didn't finish, but then I, I, that was my passion from childhood. So basically, because I've been, doing, I've been dealing with health from the start, and it's something that I'm passionate about. I decided to also um, focus on that because I have seen that a lot of people in areas of work, um, being self-employed or employed, have been dealing with a lot of health challenges, mentally, physically. And I just feel like um, there are things that they don't know that if somebody would speak for them or speak the, these things to them would help improve their health generally to even improve their performances at work. So what fueled your passion into this health? Let, we're going to go back to the health youth advocacy and everything. But let's go into health because it's very rare for someone to obviously have this passion. Obviously, some people just do it because of the sake of money and everything. Okay, so on my side, it's a bit different because for everybody in the medical field, it's usually work, work, work. So you just see a client, or you see a patient just 
just for the sake of attending them with whatever they come with. But for me, I'm trying to make it a bit different. That's why I'm establishing connections. I'm establishing bonds with these clients, with these patients, to at least know them from a personal perspective. That is to improve the relationship. Yeah. Because um, in my field, because currently it's more on consultations than, than to like wait for them to be sick and come to maybe the hospital or something like that. So I'm, I have an office, so I sit in the office and attend clients. Some of them are not sick, but they just need to improve their health. So for me to get more clients, that means I'd have to establish relationships with these people. They would refer people uh, uh, considering the fact that I've, I've attended them with, um, how can I say this? Like I've attended them from a, with a, with, like I've given them a good service, you know? So they would share that with other people as well. So that's why for me, it's very important to establish connections and bonds with my clients. So it's more of, you don't really prefer, like the mar your main, main source of marketing is just basically referral. That's why you like bonding with your clients. Well, I think referral is one of the best marketing strategies. What do you think, Musa? Do you think referral is the best marketing strategy? Because this guy is a marketing expert, so give us your insights. I remember on our previous episode that we were talking about marketing, I even said it that words of mouth are the best. So if someone that you trust recommends you a product or a service or someone, very easy for them to buy it. And that's why there are influencers, you know. Influencer marketing is very powerful because someone that you know, you like, has recommended you to use some products. So that's like the best form of marketing. So one question, you really like being a doctor doing medicine, helping people, but you said that you didn't finish university. So it means you quit in the middle, right? Well, I can't say quit because it came due to circumstances that were a bit out of hand. So I had to, like, stop. So but it's a good, so but then you, you're not really complaining because at the end of the day, you found your journey in the whole medical. Absolutely. I mean, that's good. So... I mean, I'm going to leave this question for the last, but then it's very interesting. I would like to, like, get the whole make your own destiny part, but then I'll just leave it for the last part. But then before that, you also, okay, we, we talked about the health part. So what's your thoughts on the whole youth, youth part? I mean, you said something very important. You said you don't want people to just come here and be employed. So why should they not look for opportunities themselves? What's your, like, what's the story behind this? What made you start thinking about this? Uh, okay, so... I'll, I'll connect this with the health part. Okay. So basically, I've, I've had a history of health challenges throughout my childhood growing up. So trying to look for a, a solution for some of the problems was, was a problem itself because I couldn't get any. Some of the issues that I had required surgery and I wasn't ready for that. It took me five years to get the solution that I needed. It not, you know, like including surgery in it. So with that, I also got an opportunity to, you know, like help other people through that. After me getting the solution, it was easier for me to like help other people. So after doing that, and I realized that actually there was a point of an opportunity in it through millions of youth right now that I know of a similar age, younger and older as well, that are struggling with health challenges. And I thought that was a good opportunity for them as well. So I started creating opportunities through sharing my story and showing them the opportunity that I have in hand for them to also work on it.
I really want to know what that opportunity is, but for the viewers, let's keep it to the end and keep watching. I think Nia is, we're like, I don't even know if two minutes in, but she sounds like she has a very interesting story that even myself, I want to know. By the way, guys, the viewers, sometimes we bring people here that we've never met before, so it's a thing where you guys are learning, we're learning as well. So, um, you talked about how you deal with youth and advocacy, obviously. Let's uh, go about the health part. Let's say, for example, right now, how do you think someone who's not serious about their health, about our age, do you think it's going to affect them in their future and making their own destiny? Or do you feel like, obviously, you said you also go to clientele that people that are not even ill yet, but then they can improve their health. So do you feel like if people don't work on towards improving their health, do you think it's going to be very hard for them to make their own destinies in the long run? It is going to affect the making of your destiny. So you might you might make it, but it's going to be a struggle since you're not considering the health part, which is also very, very important. And that is why I even started uh, attending clients, not just waiting for them to come to me. I started going to them to help them um, understand that point is important for them to consider their health. For example, um, I started a project last year, February, to visit offices, seek appointments, meet their staff, and talk to them about health. That was a free, um, those, like, those were free sessions. And I did it last year till the end, and it was a, a success. Actually, I have established a line of clients that I got them through um, going to these offices, meeting the staffs, talking to them about health. And actually, I realized that most people grow up not understanding a proper way to just create a healthy lifestyle, generally. So it, it actually helps them. Most of them get the knowledge. And it is, it's very good because it just doesn't help the person who's in that room at that time. It helps that person, and that person can share with other people out there that they know on the knowledge that they get from that point. So basically, from that, I, I even started getting calls from different uh, organizations, foundations that wanted me to like attend as a panelist. Some of them wanted me to be a guest speaker to speak on health. For example, there was one um, there was one event that included MDs and HRs, employees, and all that. And that was just for me to go and talk about employees' health and well-being, how uh, the employers can improve their employees' health and well-being generally. So from that, I realized that these are important things. They're very important, but people don't realize them until you tell them or you try and show them that these things are important. So it does affect unless somebody tries to do something about it. So what's your advice to the viewers that are not considering working on their health right now at this our age? Because obviously our age, our community right now is probably from the age of 18 to like 30. So what's your advice to them? Hmm. Well, we, we are the, the, I'd say we are the next generation that is taking over the future leaders. Those billionaires and millionaires are coming from this generation. We're, we're up next. Like the ones that are here right now, their time is like passing, you know? Yeah. So it's very important for them to consider 
making sure that your health first is okay for you to be able to perform at a hundred in whatever uh, position you're holding or whatever space of work you're in. So they have to take that into consideration. You don't have to wait for you to be sick for you to try and seek help in terms of health. You first have to make sure that you're fit, your health is okay before you even fall sick. So that's uh, an important advice I would like to leave for the viewers. Musa, did you get that? Yeah, 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 I got that. And as you know, we always talk about the importance of health in this podcast. We always tell them, like, you know, there are four pillars to good life, right? The first one is wealth, then health, then love, then happiness. So number one is health. So it's very, very important. Without health, you are nothing. And as you said, people who are watching us right now, they are very young people from 18 to 35 most of them and as you said they are future billionaires so just imagine you are a billionaire and you are obese bro no one will respect you with all your money you can't take care of your health that's like a low ball well actually you've 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 come up with a very good point you know obesity is not the problem the problem is what it comes with so for you as a future billionaire not just being obese because people don't even take that into consideration at this point there's so many people who are overweight out there Mm -hmm. and they don't really care about it but then it's what it comes with it comes with tons of diseases like 50 percent of of the diseases that you get come because of just five percent of that overweight that you have so think of a five percent causing 50 percent of problems in your life so these are things that people should really consider monty you had you are getting fat, so please. Noreen, do you think I'm getting fat? <laughs> we'll deal with you after. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> so guys, um, I think this podcast people hate on me because <laughs> I'm <think I'm> fat. <laughs> but now I've been going to the gym though. You guys see the gains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you are losing, so that's nice. And also, after this, I'm going to go to Dr. Noreen and for her to give me... What did she say? She said, seek health advice before you get ill. So that's what I'm going to do. Before I get start getting fat and everything again, I'm going to seek some health advice. We all face challenges in our work, in our business, or whenever we try to make our own destiny. So can you share any challenge or challenges that you have faced in your business, in your passion of health advocacy, and how has it shaped you moving forward? Okay, so... I can't get specific on the challenges that I've been facing because there are tons of them that maybe everybody in every area of work in the world is facing. Some of them are very common, but how it has shaped me. Actually, these challenges become a stepping stone for you to improve in your area of work only and only if you're ready to tackle them. So some people... um, get stranded on the way as soon as they start experiencing challenges that's over for them but for some of us who are ready to keep going regardless of what comes as long as you know what you want then it actually helps you you shape into a better person you become better in everything you do especially when you you get to tackle these problems and like you know get to a, a solution for them and all that so i have i have myself experienced challenges 
But for me, I don't count challenges as a problem in my area of work. Actually, they're a stepping stone for me to achieve greatness. So actually, it's something that I'm even influencing in more youth that I'm dealing with in my business and other areas of work as well. People that I meet uh, for the health advocacy as well, whatever challenges they're facing, I try and establish a proper uh, program for them to get to the solution, for them to know that every challenge comes for a reason. And once you're able to tackle that challenge, greatness is on the other end. Me and Musa say that a lot. We also try find the challenge and turn it into an opportunity, right? Yeah. But then obviously there has, there has been that one challenge that really put you off. And you're like, do I really want to do this? But then you still stepped up and you wanted to do it because of your passion. That's what I want to know. That one challenge, actually for me, um, one of the biggest challenges that I've experienced um, on my journey so far till this point that has really almost put me off the game, but then I still stood, is the fact that um, I can handle pressure. I can't handle pressure. And especially when you're dealing with people, they come with a lot of pressure. So if you're not a person who can handle pressure well, then it might not end well for you on the other end. So to be able to ground yourself and contain yourself, to be able to speak to a person that you're trying to make them understand something, but they don't want to, not because they don't get it, but then because they don't want to get it, you know? So to get to that point is something that I personally have been dealing with. And I was like, you know what? This is just the end of it. Like I've had enough. But then by the end of the day, I still thought about it. And I was like, one person cannot make me stop, you know, doing whatever I'm doing. There are millions of lives on the other side that are waiting for me to help. And this one person cannot be the hindrance for me to stop doing the work. Like this is a call for me. I'm called for service. So I'm going to serve my people regardless. So talking about challenges, let me add up another question to that you know, a lot of women that I have talked to who are working and they are hustling on their own. Mostly in Tanzania, there is something called sex corruption. So these men that are in high positions in offices, in businesses, they always want them sexually so that they can be given some opportunities. So according to you, you are very good looking, you are very beautiful. So have you ever faced this challenge? And if yes, how did you go about it? Okay. Um, as a young woman in a country like this, facing such a challenge can be common, but it depends with how you go about it. Some people take this as an opportunity for them to step up. But then where does it take you after that? So for me, actually, I carry myself in a way that I don't want anyone to believe that through them is when I can achieve whatever I want to achieve. So this has been something that I've created. It's not ego, but then it's just that you carry yourself in a way that a person would never try to, you know, want you sexually of course there are people that would want you sexually regardless but then you create a ground that regardless of the circumstances i'll work my way up with or without you 
having to like put me in a position for me to have to negotiate my self to get to where you want me to get to so would you call yourself an independent woman or a dependent woman i'm not dependent i don't even depend on my parents i would ask for things that if they would want to do them as their responsibilities they would but for me i know that this is my life that i'm building this is mine so i have to have my own things i have to make my own money i have to take care of my own responsibilities if they're not able to take care of them i will do it by myself so that is the kind of a life that i'm creating for myself that's such an answer man it's very rare to find women like her to be honest so what do you think because i know that most women i'm not going to say that they're dependent but they don't have the same mindset as her because even the parents part that's the what i was like oh okay because i feel like the women that are around us mostly think that it's a must for a man to take care of them they don't want to independently go about the way to hustle like a man and at the end of the day if you don't call them if if, if you say something about that you're called what's the word you're bec- becoming masculine or the you're something like that yeah. yeah you don't care about the women but it's the truth though Sorry. yes but then it's the truth though like the way she thinks i 100% i'm sure the community that we are in the people who surround ourselves with don't think the same because they just want either men to take care of themselves but if they go to work it's like why am i working i know some people and i personally know people that say why should i work if i can just a man can just give me money it's the life they live it's very scary but then that's that's a very that's a very good answer man it's very hot it's very breathtaking well maybe i would say it also depends with what type of a person you want people to know you for you know i don't want people to know me as a woman who's being taken care of by somebody i want them to know me as myself i'm building a brand me as noreen so i wouldn't want people to know me because of somebody you know or because there's there's just you know these things are not things that you can hide by the end of the day if you are dependent to somebody want at some point in your life it will be known that you're dependent so if you want to really create the freedom that you want for yourself as a woman you have to make sure that you make your own money regardless of the man doing their part or not that's very good for you but i think you are doing too much because you know as a man i would love to provide for my woman i wouldn't want her to hustle i wouldn't want her to do anything i just want her to sit at home with the kids every single day and i as a man i'm the one who is supposed to go outside that's very old school with the type of life we're living right now everybody is hustling with if we talk about the youth right now speaking of our age 18 to 30 everybody is hustling everybody is looking for money so i can't burden you just because you love me you want me in your life you want to marry me and put me you know in your house i can burden you to provide if i can also work and i wouldn't want to burden you if i can also work and there are things that i could take care of and you some that you would be able to take care of to make the you know like the burden lighter for you so do you feel like in a relationship it should be 50-50 with a man i can't say 50-50 but there has to be a way that we can mutually align 
at some point providing if we can all do that i mean for me this could be an easy thing to say and maybe most of the people say um, you're doing this because you want people that's what you want people to hear or something no this is because i would say this if this also comes with the way you're raised for me i come from a background uh Okay, my family, I've, I've started having responsibilities at a very young age. I've been taking care of my young sister, I mean, my siblings generally. I've been taking care of my mother and some other family members at a very young age. As soon as I started, like, working, I knew that there are responsibilities that I have to, like, take care of. So that made me understand that, you know, at some point in your life, you'll be dependent. Of course, maybe my parents can give me everything. I don't need to work and all that. But what if they cannot provide? And now they're looking at you to provide for them. Can you do that? So from that point of understanding, it made me realize that it's not always about men are there to provide for me. Men are there to provide for the family. I'll just be home and I don't need to work and all that. If we can do, if I can play a part in providing for the family, I will. As a man, you know that your responsibility is to take care of me as a wife. I would speak of a wife. You know it's your responsibility to take care of me as a wife. You know where to play your part, so you know when to provide for me. But if I can provide for the kids, then it doesn't mean that because you're there, then I can't give them what I can give them. And you also said that you talk about personal development. And yeah, what is it about? Okay, so basically on the side of challenges, you know, sometimes you can't you can't solve the problem right there and then. So if you have ways that you impact knowledge in yourself from time to time, there's something new that you're learning, then from the things that you learn, there are ways that you'd identify solutions from the things that you're learning. So personal development is very important for any area of work, for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as you know that there are challenges that would come in any area of work that you're in, make sure that you also think of yourself as a person to grow. So make sure you have knowledge from reading books, maybe listening to audios, audiobooks, maybe podcasts. These things help you grow because there's, there's something new you learn from everything that you listen to or you read. I feel like personal development is very important for anybody who needs growth in their life. So you said that the whole part about personal development and you came to Connectors Club. So what do you think, what's, your, what's, your, what's the three main things you took from Connectors Club when you came? Maybe I took more than three, but I'll speak of three things that I took from that. First of all, um, Connectors Club was able to, to identify a problem that a lot of youth are experiencing. That is, a lot of them have ideas and talents, but where the, the lacking comes is on the side of capital. So how would they get help with that? That was an identification that I am sure 100% has helped millions that, of people that listened to um, the, the Connectors Club maybe highlight or would help the people that were in the event at that day. So many of them, I'm sure, left with something from that. Also, um, it helped, I'm sure it also helped people in the side of... Uh, trying to erase the mindset of always waiting for somebody to give you a job, rather create opportunities for more people Mm -hmm. as yourself. So first, figuring out what you want to do with your life as a person besides being employed and then creating opportunities for other people as well. And also knowing how our government at least supports us as youth in our growth. So there are things that obviously I have learned and I'm sure other people have learned as well. So 
would you recommend anyone else to come to the next Connectors Club event? I would recommend everyone not to miss, actually, because for me, that was very impactful. Musa, I feel like we should bring a part two. Connectors Club. Yeah, obviously, there will be part two, part three, part four, part five. Until you guys are connected enough, we'll never stop doing this. So, we've talked about your health journey. We've talked about the whole you studying. We've talked about the whole youth advocacy and stuff. I would like to know, within that journey, I like the number three. So, I just want to know three things. What are three things that you have learned throughout your journey that has shaped you to become the new brand called Noreen? The first thing that I learned is that maturity has nothing to do with age. As long as you're ready to learn, as long as you're open to growing, then maturity does not come with age. There are people that I know personally that are 30, 40, and they're very mature. That is not their fault at some point, but also is their fault because for you to mature, you need to learn. Some people are not open to learning. They're not open to learning from other people. You know, it's easier for you to learn things from people that have experienced that thing. So some people don't actually want to learn from people. They want to go their own way. So that would make it tough for them. Yeah, so I've learned that as the first thing in my journey too. It's very important for you to have mental toughness. And to achieve mental toughness, that's where personal development comes again for the second time. You have to make sure that you get knowledge every single day of your life, at least 1% growth every single day of, of your life in terms of knowledge. So it would help you grow mentally tough for you to be able to tackle some things that you think you're not able to through personal development. And the third thing that I've learned is there's a very huge potential in information. Because throughout my journey, I've been learning things, but from the time that somebody shared a certain information to me, and I was able to start sharing the same information to other people, I've ended up growing into the person that I have grown to be today. Because all I do is actually share information with people. In terms of health advocacy, that's what I do. Consultations, health education, I'm providing knowledge. So for you to, if you get informative and you impact somebody's life, you've just achieved something. I want to touch on the first point, the whole of people don't want to learn. And that's what's wrong with our community. You know, Musa and maybe Nuri can also tell you that, is that people think we're doing this podcast because we are so big-headed that we think we know everything. I've, I've mentioned this before. That's not the point. The point is we all want to make our own destinies. I'm here learning about Noreen. Noreen's talking about learning 1% every day. It's something, okay, maybe that already knew. But then she's also talked about the whole mental toughness. The, she's talked about different things. that I'm actually taking notes here. She talked about how you have to seek health advice before you're ill. That's something I'll always, to be honest, I don't seek health advice. Until, I, obviously, I go to the gym, but I don't seek health advice until I'm ill which is something that now, tomorrow when I wake up, it's something that's in my head. So if I was so close-minded, like, why should I learn that? I'm not even ill. Why should I care? That means I'm not going to, next time, I'm going to come die early. Because if I took Noreen's advice, just for the sake of taking it and understanding that if you do certain things, certain things are going to go your way, is how you're going to succeed in life. Is how you're going to make your own destiny. 
So for the viewers that are watching and for the haters that are watching, brother, sister, uncle, auntie, we're not big headed. We just want all of us to make our own destinies. That's why we share these type of content. That's why we invite guests over like Noreen for all of us to learn, for all of us to grow. End of the day, we just want all of us to make our own destinies. So if you feel like you've made your own destiny, then feel free to unsubscribe and go watch other podcasts. But if you feel like you're ready to learn, you're ready to make your own destiny, please subscribe, send me a hello, send Musa a hello, send Nirina a hello. Because end of the day, we're all going to make our own destinies. So bye to you who already made your own destiny. But I don't know why you're still here. Why are you still here? Get out. Tell Noreen, tell them get out. Say it. Noreen is shy, but me, I'll tell you. Get out. We don't want you here. We're all here to grow. Because if I didn't want to grow, I wouldn't invite Noreen here. I wouldn't want to do this podcast. Right, Musa? Yeah. But uh, thank you for that insight because that really makes sense a lot. The Swahili say kichwangumu. <laughs> for the people that don't understand, kichwangumu means. What does it mean? Your arrogance. Yeah. You're sorry, arrogance. Like, there's no reason. Arrogancy won't take you anywhere in life. You have to learn. As you know, the more you learn, the more you earn. And learning is not enough. You have to learn and understand. As you remember on our previous episode with Fizo, he said, You will reach as far as you understand. Your understanding will determine where you reach in life. And for you to understand, you need to learn. Learn and understand. So it's very important. No learning, my friend. You'll never get anywhere. I think that's why we're trending, Musa. Because the people in our comments don't really want to... Under- they're, like, they're very arrogant. They don't want to understand what Fizo's point was. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's why we're still trending. We're trending because Fizo said we have to think in dollars. But that's a fact, I would say. So people think that it's Fizo the being... The world is now moving around the dollar like if you think in tea shillings then you're actually not serious did you get that guys did you understand <laughs> think in dollars i mean okay maybe we should not say think in dollars to make this sound a bit nicer think internationally don't think tz like if you want like you can't start thinking here that's obviously thinking tea shillings is just going to be you're not thinking of a bigger future. You're, not, you're looking here. You're supposed to look beyond that. And also, when you think in dollars, everything that you see here in Tanzania, you'll feel like it's cheap. I have a friend who is from America. When he came here, he was like, everything here is cheap in Tanzania just because he thinks in dollars, while people in Tanzania thinks everything here is expensive. So it's very good to think in dollars. It's not bad to say think in T-shillings, but rephrasing the whole point is that people are saying, I don't know, like, I saw someone very wise saying, uh, someone very wise on Twitter saying something. It was like, you might have 10 million and have a very, like, you might have a month a monthly income of 10 million T-shillings and have a very good house in Masaki, which is very true. Have a very good house, have a very good life. But someone who has 10 million in dollars like as in like like let's say five thousand dollars might not have the best house in the country, which is true. The guy the guy's point was very true. But end of the day, our point is that person who's thinking in dollars, his mind is more open, yeah. and when it's more open, that means whatever amount they're thinking in, it's easier to convert it and become more rich, or have more money. 
So for example, if you're saying, okay, I have a $10 product. If I sell it to 10 people, I have $100. That is 200,000. Whereas if you're saying, okay, I don't know if thinking T shillings, like you might find it very hard. You might find it hard. You might find it. Some, someone might find it easier to think in dollars because $10 is cheap. If I do it times 100, it's $100, right? So it just makes more sense. But at the end of the day, we're not going to tell you, oh, like dollars is better than T shillings or T shillings is better than dollars. The whole point is open your mind. Think international, as Noreen said. As soon as you think internationally, is when your mindset opens. I was talking to someone yesterday, I was in a meeting, and they said the whole point behind it is there's only 5% of people that are actually smart. Like The rest will be the people in the comments cussing us, doing all of this. So for you to understand this, you have to be very smart. It's very understandable. Some people are just... They don't want to understand. That is why 5% of the people in the world are the ones that are holding 95% of the wealth in the world. And 95% are the ones holding the 5%. So... That's crazy. So, what's the vision? Where do you see yourself in this whole health and youth advocacy in the next 5-10 years? Yeah, so I see myself duplicating whatever I'm doing in other youth, actually. What I'm doing is, okay, I'm creating myself as a leader because I believe whatever I'm doing is a call. So that means you have to lead people. So I'm creating myself as a leader. And in the next five, ten years, I'm expecting to have an organization of other millions of youth that I've created to become what I am right now or more, actually. And for the people that... Um, I'm seeing for health, I mean, health education, for the people that I'm seeing in terms of health education, I'm seeing that there's a transformation because, for, I'll give you an example. Um, there, there was news some time back that around 2035, there's going to be 50% of the world is going to be obese, meaning half of the world is going to be in problems. As I said, 5% of your overweight causes 50% of the diseases you might be getting. So 50% of the world is going to be in that side. For me, that is a bad sign and also a good sign. Because first, we'll have more people to help get back to the other side. But it's a bad sign because that means most people are going to the side that is you know, going to be like a reason for a lot of deaths caused by non-communicable diseases due to obesity. You understand? So I, I am trying to see that the education that I'm trying to provide right now, I know this is, we've started small, of course, uh, but little by little, little by little, I know that we're going to grow into something big. Being sure that we're going to be helping more people understand that the knowledge that we're providing is not just for you, but it's for you and other people out there as well. So what I teach you, what I explain to you, whatever knowledge I impact in you, you have to impact it to other 10 people that you know to help them as well. So just to be sure that you're on the safe side by 2035. So yeah, that's the vision I have in the next three, five years, 10 years to come a better better far better health wise and in terms of um opportunities a better tanzania that's very nice 
but I think you should take that vision and multiply it by 10 and make that your new vision, you'll be way better off. <laughs> so the guys who really want advice before you start getting ill, feel free guys to text Noreen. She says she bonds with you guys. You guys don't want to bond with Noreen? Get a little connection. What do you Musa? And after today, you have to text Noreen to know about your health because you're losing a lot of weight. You're starting to get too skinny. Yeah. You need to gain some weight. You know, the podcast is driving me crazy, bro. All the challenges. I don't sleep. Just to make sure that we are creating content for you guys. That's why I'm getting skinny. But I'm eating. It just fucks up with my sleeping schedule. Noreen, what advice do you have? He should just consider taking care of his health before taking care of the podcast. As we say, 100% healthy you, 100% productivity on the podcast. I didn't mean I'm not taking care of my health, but you know, it is what it is. Sometimes you get skinny, sometimes you get fat. That's it. Maybe we'll try, we'll work on that later on as well. I would really appreciate, but I think it's even much better if you help these guys to lose weight or to gain weight or to be healthy, whatever you want. As we said, we're going to put Dr. Noreen's information and how to find her. If you need any help, she's here. But don't forget to subscribe so that you'll see more amazing guests that are going to be here with time. Obviously, Noreen, you bond with people, you take care of people, you build a connection with people, and that's how people refer you to other people, right? So, my question is, with the people that you work with, obviously, for example, I'll give an example, what pushes us, in the, before this month, what pushed us was just our discipline, and two, three messages, but this month, this exact month, it's like getting more than 10 messages, oh, what you're doing is very great, your thing is going very far. For example, today we met a very big person who you guys are going to see in the future. We don't want to mention the name, but it's a very big, important person we met. Even they told us that what you guys are doing is, has a very big potential. So, like, we're just getting motivational messages, right? And people are still pushing us to do more. So, the, 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 the impact, you can see, the imp- you're starting to see the impact. Yeah. So, in your journey of your health advocacy, the youth advocacy and everything, at what point were you like, wow, what I'm doing is very right. Like, is there any success story that you have to share with us? The best moment you're like, you went to help. You know, sometimes, Musa, you go sleep tired and you go sleep like, ah, tomorrow I have to wake up. But sometimes, me and Musa go to bed. For example, this week, it's you're going to bed very happy. Monty, you wake up in the morning, 500 new followers. So, like, it's a, it's a, it's a reward for us. When you wake up, you're very happy. You know, sometimes you wake up, you don't want to wake up. But you want to wake up and just check your phone, how many followers are we on? So, for you, what story do you have for the viewers that the success is like, wow, thank God this happened. Like someone's story that impacted you so much to the point where you bonded with them and you actually treated them to that point. Mm. Okay, so there are so many stories. Because since I started this journey, by the way, since I started this journey, it hasn't been easy. Of course, there are times where you'd feel like you want to give up and you feel like maybe it's you're overdoing things so you need to like take a break but then there's just that time that comes because we're dealing with people and i'm dealing with their health so basically 
the fact that I'm helping all these people achieve whatever goals they have they have in terms of health has been like an ultimate goal that every time I take gives me a push to keep doing more because I have so many stories and testimonies of people that I've helped that were struggling with so many things in terms of health so many people that have been struggling with okay so basically let me give you an example um not everybody is comfortable in the body they're in though this is something that we're being told as we grow up or this is something that is a message that is being preached out there so many times that you have to love the way you are you have to be comfortable in the body you're in but not everybody is comfortable in the body they're in some of them are even embarrassed of the way they look so the fact that i make someone feel better look better that gives me the satisfaction that they have achieved their goal and they're happy it is what i have always been looking into so apart from the money that you make out of it the thank yous that you receive from all these people like thank you you've helped me uh maybe lose weight i look better now thank you noreen i have been having issues with my hormones right now it's been improved i'm having better sleep at night Thank you, Noreen. I've been losing weight like crazy. I couldn't even maintain myself. Right now, I've been gaining properly because of your health, like health advice and all that. Thank you, Noreen. I've conceived a baby because you've helped me with all these struggles that I've been going through. Thank you. I've been struggling with chronic certain X disease and you've helped me with this. So all those thank yous, all those prayers that people are saying when they go down on their knees, like... Thank you, God, because there's this certain person who came into my life and made sure that I got to this point. Those are the things that motivate me to keep doing what I'm doing. Apart from that, if I think of the number of youth that I've been meeting and talking to and the stories that I've been hearing, there's so many people with so many touching stories that come from very difficult backgrounds. Some of them, some of them come from very good backgrounds, but they don't even know what is the direction they're going towards. So helping all these people find a focus, making sure that they know what they want to do, even if it's not doing the same thing that I am doing, but at least sharing something that Noreen shared this certain thing. That's why I am at this point that I am today. Those are all those things that motivate me to do what I'm doing on a daily basis, wake up every morning. So I have found a purpose in what I'm doing. I have a purpose. My purpose is to make sure that I keep improving people's lives, be it health, be it wealth. So have you ever met someone or helped someone with chronic diarrhea? No, I've not met someone with chronic diarrhea. (laughs) 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 It's good to have, people connect better with stories than facts that you state. So Noreen, you know, at this age, we have different kinds of environments, right? We have physical environments, that's the real world that we live in. And we also have digital environment. Right now, people are moving to digital environment. They have actually moved. So being in that digital environment, some people get affected by it. Some people get addicted. Some people get affected in terms of their mental health. You know, some people even get bad eyesight because of being on the screens all the time so what advice do you have for these people right now living in the digital environment
I would say the world is moving digital right now. Technology is advancing day by day. So we're moving into that world where it's all digital. But you have to make use of this technology. So one of my mentors like to say, if you don't use your smartphone, your smartphone will use you. That is in terms of all those people you're talking about that are struggling due to like social media, for example. You're on Instagram, it brings you negative aura and it affects you. Some people do cyberbullying. Some people are affected health-wise, for example, your eyesight due to social media. You're always on your phone, you're also on your Instagram and all that. But basically, what do you get out of being there for those hours and all the effects that you get out of it? So best believe that if you want to be on social media, you want to keep moving with the world, moving from analog, going digital. Make sure that you make good use of the technology advancement. Don't let it use you because by the end of the day, it's going to drain you. It's going to drain your life out of you. So it's important for you to consider that at whatever point the world is moving, you have to move with it, but make use of it. So that is one advice I would like to give for the people that are using social media, that are moving with the technology advancement in the world right now. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you use the technology for your ad advantage. So what advice do you have for people who always use their phones to watch porn? So first advice is for you to stop because you're creating um, like an imaginary dimension of your own due to watching that. Maybe, let's say you're doing that to satisfy yourself. But by the end of the day, you have to establish real connections in the real world. You won't be able to establish healthy, real connections in the real world due to the effect you get out of watching porn and things of the same kind. So apart from the topic that you just spoke of people watching porn let me speak of generally people that are stuck on social media or that are stuck on tech at all times you're on your smartphone um yes of course everything is moving online but there's a real world that we live in and it has people that you should establish relationships with so it's important for you to know that regardless of whatever you're doing my work um, my career right now it's fully based on social media I'll say I've established 80% of it on social media but I also make sure that I have that 20% for me to connect with people and that is also one reason why I always connect with my clients I like to bond with them physically meet them get to know them as a person because there's a real world that we live in and there are people real people so it's not always online because i would meet monty online but i wouldn't know who he really is until the day i meet him mm -hmm. and get to sit with him and talk to him as a person so regardless of you being on your socials try to also establish real world connections with people as well it's healthy i think it's very real like the whole thing behind social media is a facade. We always think that, oh, this is how we build connections. So we have people that are very confident behind the phones, but as soon as we see them online, uh, physically, oh, hi, is that you? <laughs> 100%. That's true, and that's happened to me before, but I don't want to talk about that because I don't want to give anyone the attention that they shouldn't be having.
So, Miss Noreen, Dr. Noreen, the last question of the day is, before God decides to take your soul, what legacy would you like to leave behind for people to remember yours? Okay. So, I would say the legacy that I want to leave behind is an improvement in any area that I have touched, whether it be it your life. So, I believe or I'm hoping that there's a point of your life that I have improved today from whatever I have said. That is something that I want to live living as I go. Because if you do that, it's something that is like, there's, there's so much more than just living your life like this. What do you leave behind when you die? What would people remember you for? So why I even decided to become an advocate for health and youth as well is because that, is, that itself is a legacy. The education you provide will keep going forever as you live, as you die. The youth that you impact lives would provide impacts to other youth and other youth and other youth for years and generations and generations to come. But also the communities that you will touch to support, to help, you'd create something that would live on and on for as long as you're there or you're not. So that is the legacy that I want to leave behind. A memory of you establishing betterment for every part or every life that you touch. So specifically for me, every life that I touch. What an episode. What a day. Musa, personally, I've taken a lot of notes from the where I saw you so skinny. And I understood that you should seek some health advice before you're ill and look after yourself. And for the viewers that are watching, needs to be and a skinny like Musa, need to make sure that you seek health advice before you're ill. Because we are the future billionaires, we're the future millionaires, we're the future people, we're the future of this world. We need to make sure by the 2035, we're not going to be in the other side of the 50% that are going to be obese. So, I hope you guys have taken notes of what Norina said, but she has said a lot. And to be honest, she has really covered a lot. On my side, I don't want to speak anymore because I feel like if I speak, I'll ruin what she said. So, without further ado, guys, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, and tune into the next episode. Could you please tell them to say the same thing? Tell them to like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and share this episode with, with as many people as you can to make sure that they get whatever you got. Thank you.